Good afternoon, Professor Peter Lynham. Good afternoon, Johnny. How are you? I'm good, mate. Now, this this afternoon for That's the Spirit, we're talking about Julian Batchelor. Uh, he's yes. doing a bit of a um, co-governance roadshow right down the country. Uh, it is an election year, and he's just rustling up those old rusty, uh, I guess, racist vibes. He's, he's uh, firing up the fan base, as it were. Yeah, well, the interesting thing is... Um, Mind you, his website appears to be down today, mm-hmm. um, which could reflect anything. So I can't say that I've checked up everything that he's saying today, and he talks a great deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but certainly earlier times on the website, he's been highly defensive when people have called him a racist. Yes. And perhaps like all good racists, he he doesn't see it in himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've known Julian for a very long time because mm. he went through Massey University um, as a student back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I knew him at that stage. And I was, in order to keep sort of a, a watch on what he was doing, I had been subscribed to his email feed and suddenly I discovered, and this was him as the evangel- Julian Batchelor evangelist. With a background uh, in theology studies? Uh, well, uh, modest theology studies, but yeah. yes, um, it's a little bit. But he, but he has a degree as a teacher. Okay. Um, and um, I was very intrigued when suddenly I found myself subscribed to a an anti-co-governance mm. um, email trail. Yes. Mm. And... Initially, I thought, well, that's pretty, pretty naughty, really, to transfer people from one list to the other. Uh, yes. And mm. I do think there's some interesting questions about that. Okay. But then I thought, this is going to be interesting to watch. Yes. Because it's it's a very well, it's a very interesting transition to go from setting out to convert the world, and I've been rereading some of his uh, fairly uh, bold fundamentalist kind of tracts that he writes. We're talking about evangelical as an evangelical Christian. Oh, term. yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Mm. So it's it's classic anti-evolution, um, you know, a strident demand that the world will respond to Jesus or go to hell. And mm-hmm. it, it, that, that's the style of Julian's evangelism. Mm-hmm. And that's what he believes. So that's fine. I respect him for that. Yes. But I was most intrigued and couldn't understand how he had made the transition from evangelist to anti-co-governance campaigner. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a little bit of has come out in the series of articles in the Herald, yes. um, about, and especially the one today, about his stoush back in 2015 over um, property with the local iwi. He bought property just south of the Bay of Islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, which apparently was to have been an evangelism centre, though I don't know that that actually happened. I think it's actually being used as you know a place that you can go and hire for stays if you want to do um, want to go on a holiday. Um, but you know there was there was a real run-in with the local Marai mm-hmm. that felt he was abusing the land, and there's a trail of correspondence that's easily accessible on the web that tells the story of his run-in and then tells how that, in fact, the court court settled the whole case, ruling that everybody was equally unhappy <laughs> and that, that that's justice. 
Um, and um, so it will have been a factor, I'm sure, in his view of co-governance. So why it's co-governance if you breached the rights lying upon you upon the land that you've supposedly purchased? Um, I don't know. Uh, but I think we have to throw into the into the calculations the the way in which conservative Christians got all entangled with the occupation of Parliament. Yes. Mm. Someone has just texted through Peter saying, a far-right-wing conspiracy-believing racist Christian? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not altogether unusual, but, but I, what I want to watch, I'm intrigued at the evolution of people into that. Yeah. Because Why? Why, is, Peter? Give us your thoughts. Well, uh, well, I suspect that he thinks that these are the great obstacles to evangelism. That there's an so he would impute evil to the forces of Maori, and he talks in other articles about a Maori elite that is ruining the world of ordinary Maori. Yes. Um, by the way, that they're controlling all the uh, the powerful forces of the, of the iwi mm-hmm. and that that he has a lot of support from ordinary maori and i i'm pretty sure he does have some support from ordinary maori whatever is an ordinary maori mind you um mm. because maori like europeans come in all shapes and sizes mm. yep. and values uh, but yeah. It's a, it's, a, a bit, it's a bit strange, isn't yes. it? Because he does go after, and, you know, being there at that bloody presentation um, yes. on Saturday, he, he stressed... Oh, you were there. I was there, there, and I was protesting it. But he said specifically something about, I'm going after elitist Māori. And yep. he, he tried to use that as an explanation as to why people shouldn't call him racist. But isn't that in itself quite an interesting thing to look at as well? Yes, yes, it is, um, because there's an analysis that he's doing in which he needs to, in some ways, distinguish between good and bad Māori, and good Māori are those who, I think, are totally pro all things Western, mm. you see. So that, you see, this is part of the problem that Christianity and civilization incredibly entangled in a way mm. in this whole story yes and if they're entangled then the logic that he can use is that um to defend christianity he has to attack maori elitism or maori return to tribalism as he would i think is deep down thinking about that mm-hmm. a- and i think also that i mean he's certainly viewing the labor government and I think national as well, because he's been pretty rude about national as being part of the conspiracy of co-governance. Now, now the odd thing is that actually the government itself is kind of nervous about the co-governance rhetoric and seems to have backed off it at, at 100 miles an hour in the last three weeks. Yeah. And that hasn't in the least, by I gather, Entered Julian's rhetoric. Did you detect any indication that he was backing down at all? Uh, absolutely saw not. That been a change? The thing is, is that at the at the very start of his presentation, he played two samples: one from Prime Minister Hipkins, the other one from uh, Chris Luxon, and yep. he tried to say <laughs> that what he was doing was 
trying to engage in respectful discussion about what co-governance was. Yes. And yeah. he just failed to realise that <laughs> Hipkins was also talking about the fact that we should be talking about co-governance without buzzwords. Mm. And mm -hmm. yet yeah. all of his signs were just that. Stop co-governance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, all of yeah. this other bullshit on his banners. So I, yeah. I don't, yeah. as you were saying before, I don't think he realises... Um, <laughs> and, and, and I do wonder whether it this may help us to understand the resurgence of the right in New Zealand. Mm. Uh, but in a way, the style of the evangelist, where the evangelist knows you're a sinner and knows that you're guilty and going to hell, and and there's, you don't need to actually say anything to prove that point. He just knows it. Yes. And th there's a certain element where that's he's applying the evangelist mentality into his interpretation of co-governance that that this is an outright evil in which by definition all the politicians are, are really responsible for it mm. and need to be held accountable for it and the the interesting question to me is actually what on earth does he hope to achieve by this um, yes, campaign yeah. what's his yeah. what's his point what's his end goal just to get his property you know up north no no i think it's bigger than that hmm. i mean i think we do have to link this into wider christian right nationalism yes and the belief that countries need to be saved yes and okay so i i think and and i actually believe he's quite sincere in this um, but, but of course, completely blinkered, completely unable to hear the the way in which he's, you know, tripping over himself in order to prove um, the evils of the the world of co-governance. Mm -hmm. mm. And and that's quite quite concerning because I think this rhetoric is going to become richer and richer. And what it means is that any moves towards recognizing or really righting Maori wrongs of the past do require that the rest of the population isn't scared of them. Mm, totally. Yeah. And I mean already there's quite a lot of evidence that there's 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 nervousness about and I'm sure Julian's um I don't know. You perhaps now he's so extreme that ordinary people wouldn't come along to his meetings. Mm. Maybe you were watching, yes. Corey, a gathering of the believers. I I think you're I think you might be onto something there, and it's definitely something that I'll be looking at in terms of the rest of the spots that he has to go to in Auckland. Which yeah, I mean, yeah. like, let's be frankly honest, the places where he's going, like Remoera, I think is one other yeah, place that yeah. he's going to, and Mount Eden, he's definitely going for very affluent places. Yeah, and yeah. because he knows that he would have no chance should he go to South Auckland or West Auckland, yeah, he yeah, of course. He would be proven yeah. to be, you know although the pictures of him around Northland which is where he's got his property. Mm -hmm. The picture. Have you seen the videos of his Kerry yep. Kerry with a, yep. a line of police between the the people who come along on his side mm -hmm. and the protesters? Is on he the calling other side? the police and getting them there, or are the police? Oh, just I think turning up? I think the police would have been whoever they were called in. They need to be there when they can see that there's likely to be a, a fist fight. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Isn't it just a bunch of really elderly white people? Aren't they quite frail? Uh. Well, I don't know. Well, I, 
I, mean, I think probably not. I think there's probably quite a lot of conservative right-wing, um, younger, probably male, um, white New Zealanders who are really rattled by all of this. I, I will say this. I uh, There were at least three, maybe 20 to 30-year-olds there. One person brought yeah. in a couple of their children um, yeah. But that's about it in terms of the uh, demographics. But then again, oh, it was okay. it was only Orewa, and there's a you know as I said that there are yeah. a lot more shows to go. So it's <laughs> yes, it's and Orewa is on the older side anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey yeah. Peter. Well, uh, let's let's keep watching. Yeah, yes, for very sure. good. We can check back in on this in a few weeks' time. All right, cheers, mate. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.